Ralph Waldo Emerson, in a collegiate address in 1837, said, Travelling is a fool's paradise. Our first journeys discover to us the indifference of places. At home, I dream that at Naples, at Rome, I can be intoxicated with beauty and lose my sadness. I pack my trunk, embrace my friends, embark on the sea and at last wake up in Naples. And there beside me is the stern fact, the sad self, unrelenting, identical that I fled from. I seek the Vatican and the palaces. I affect to be intoxicated with sights and suggestions, but I am not intoxicated. My giant goes with me wherever I go. I find myself thinking of this quote a lot, especially when my physical self wishes to escape to greener pastures, to surround myself by water, to climb up mountains, to be somewhere else than where I've learned to feel at home. But having travelled previously, I acknowledge the inner self that travels along with me, the giant that shadows each sunny day outside because what I'm escaping is inescapable. Or, at least, it follows close wherever I seem to go. Emerson in the same speech mentions, I have no churlish objection to the circumnavigation of the globe for the purposes of art, of study and benevolence so that the man is domesticated or does not go abroad with the hope of finding somewhat greater than he knows. He who travels to be amused or to get somewhat he does not carry travels away from himself and grows old even in youth among old things. In Thebes, in Palmyra, his will and mind have become old and dilapidated as they. He carries ruins to ruins. Having been around and inside of old palaces, in St. Petersburg for example, a sentiment Emerson echoes persisted. Amidst the indomitable beauty was the inescapable truth of time. Beneath the lush exteriors of what is restored or what was preserved is all that has passed away, to leave mere remnants of memories behind. We will never truly know all we don't know, and searching for ruins will keep us tethered to a past we cannot return to. Emerson continues, but the rage of travelling is a symptom of a deeper unsoundness affecting the whole intellectual action. The intellect is vagabond, and our system of education fosters restlessness. Our minds travel when our bodies are forced to stay at home. We imitate, and what is imitation but the travelling of the mind? Our houses are built with foreign taste, our shelves are garnished with foreign ornaments, our opinions, our tastes, our faculties lean and follow the past and the distant. How true, especially in the midst of a pandemic, are these words written decades ago? Our innate desire to escape, yet the inability to do so. The same paradox as that with meaning I've discussed before. The eternal search, always externalizing instead of looking within, because something terrifies the self in the prospect of introspection. For years I have made the same stupid mistakes in habits of escapism that cling inextricably at times to myself. The same wish to be somewhere else or someone else to escape the giant that followed those in the past as it follows us today. It's interesting to note these patterns we find so relatable, the Shakespearean tragedy which follows so well into the 21st century. 
No wonder we spend so much caring about the past, because it's truly fascinating to note how much and yet how little has often changed. This sentiment is echoed in this next quote by Emerson, where he states, Society never advances. It recedes as fast on one side as it gains on the other. It undergoes continual changes. It is barbarous. It is civilized. It is Christianized. It is rich. It is scientific. But this change is not amelioration. For everything that is given, something is taken. Society acquires new arts and loses old instincts. He goes on to describe the difference between a well-clad reading, writing, thinking American and the naked New Zealander to compare their physical strength. He says, If the traveller tell us truly, strike the savage with a broad axe, and in a day or two the flesh shall unite and heal as if you struck the blow into soft pitch, and the same blow shall send the white to his grave. There is truth to Emerson's observations regarding society. As we gain in one aspect of life, we lose something in another. Like fast fashion, for all the style and splendor in numerous seasons, is a factory filled with workers to the brim, sewing and measuring as if their life depended on it, because it often does. I wonder if what I write for these podcasts comes off as bleak and depressing, as I have acknowledged previously. I cannot help but look beyond the pretty exterior of modernity to see the wage slavery, the exploitation, the inequality and injustice behind the scenes. Sometimes it's not even that far back, especially in a country like India. It is hard not to see symbols and signs of people suffering unless you close your eyes on the main roads where beggars and street salespeople look equally miserable throughout the seasons. Look long enough and you learn to recognize their faces, noticing how they show up through the years because their life, like we feel with ours, barely changes. We too often take the same roads and see the same faces, literally and metaphorically, but it's about what we wish to see sometimes rather than what is around us. In the 21st century, for the privileged like us, ignorance is a choice but it is often hard to make the right decisions if you don't know. Not knowing is never an excuse, but it is a reality. Sometimes we simply don't do enough to dispel our ignorance. But as I said before, I'm not here to judge even if I do. I would like to think I'm not ignorant to the reality of how the world functions, but there is a lot I don't know and haven't seen like a lot of privileged people in the world. I only hope to learn and grow, and I hope those are goals for other people as well, but it would be presumptuous to assume so. I can only do my part in trying to increase self-awareness so as to truly comprehend and critique the systems we are part of. It's a small role to play, but it is one that gives my life meaning. To share meanings with others, to go on beyond the self after coming to terms with it. And so, my giant, that fear of introspection and being alone in the same greatness, always escaping to exist, but no more. I can only fight against that desire as long as I'm alive, knowing that it is a lonely but universal battle all of us 
are fighting in our own individual ways. I wish you the best on this journey and I hope you find the purpose that escapism doesn't eat away at. Be safe.